Thank you everyone for listening to another podcast, Punching In For Life. Thank you for listening. So I'll jump right into my podcast, which is titled Punching In For Life, My Dad, Death. April 9th, I got a phone call around 9 or 10.30 in the morning from my mom. She said my name five to eight times. Demars, Demars, crying and very upset. Demars, Demars. That moment I knew something was really wrong because I have gotten off the phone with her earlier, around 7.30 or 8. Everything was fine that time. She called me. Demars. Demars. The only thing I could say was, what's wrong? Tell me what's wrong. She said two words. Daddy dead. I was sitting in an office when I got that phone call. And when she said those two words, Daddy dead. I felt hopeless and helpless at the same time. I walked to the parking lot of my job. And I hopped the fence and went into the woods. And I bargained with God. And I said, God, bring him back. Because in my head, I can't calculate how to bring him back. I cannot. I thought it was a dream at first. So I stomped my feet three times. I said, wake me up from this dream. I didn't wake up. It was a reality. I felt helpless and hopeless. I say, God, why him? Take me instead, to be honest. I said, God, take me instead. Bring him back and take me. I'll give you a little history about my dad before I go any further. My dad used to work as a farm worker in Canada for about 18 years. And I know that number because when I was 18, he stopped traveling. I used to see him for six months out of the year, or even less. He was a good father. If I said I wanted this, I got it real quick. Even though I never knew him that much, he was very quiet. He was different. He was in his own world most of the times. He wasn't a person that loved technology, but he loved music. I can tell you that for sure. He loved its old school music. Maybe that's where I got that's where I got mine from. I love to listen to Yellow Man, all the old school Bob Marley's. I just love listening to those stuff. Maybe I got it from him. But my dad was a hard worker. He provided for me. I remember one time, <laughs> one time we had no money. My family had no money at all. My mom was out of work and my dad 
I don't know. He couldn't travel anymore. So what he did was go on construction and, you know, start loading cement on into buckets. And probably he would get like 2,500 a week or 3,000. He was a hard worker, I said. His muscles were big and strong. His hands were rugged because of the hard work he used to do. He was, he was a planter and I loved him very much. I loved him a lot. I never told him, but I do. Me and my dad, we didn't talk about a lot of stuff because as I said, he wasn't there for like 18 years. I used to see him for a couple months and then he would go back home, go back to Canada and you know, work some more. That was a life. He used to provide. He used to provide for me and my mom and my brothers. When he would come home from Canada, man, those were the best days. You can smell foreign in his suitcase. He used to bring some big apples in his shoes. He used to bring toys when I was smaller, little car toys. He wasn't the smartest, but he was the kindest. He was a people person. And if you go into my town right now, my hometown, and you ask anyone where Mr. Rose is, they'll tell you where he is. Because everybody in that town knew him. Everyone knew him. And that's how everyone knows me. <laughs> and that's how everyone knows my mom because of him. He could prepare any food and he loved Chinese food. He loved fried rice. He loved that stuff. He loved the greasy stuff, just saying. He loved the good old Chinese food. He liked cooking it too. He loved juicy beef. That's a famous fast food restaurant in Jamaica. He loved it. He loved patties. And every time my mom would go to the town. He would bring back some patties. Just for him. Some hot ones. He loved that stuff. He was a man that would always, always in the morning, prepare his breakfast. He would prepare his breakfast and bring it to the shop. He would also prepare his lunch too. In the morning. So breakfast and lunch at home, prepared bring it to the shop each day. Now back to when I got that phone call. Helpless and hopeless. At one point, I was like, I must have superpowers because I want to bring him back to life. But guess what? Reality kicked in and I'm approximately 2,000 miles from my dad. That's two airplanes from my dad. Now, all of that is sinking in while I'm in the woods of my job. All of that is sinking in. 2,000 miles. I can't bring him back. God is not answering me. He's not talking to me right now. Helpless and hopeless. That's how I felt. My mom said I should call my brother, and I did. When I called him at first, I did not get him. I sent him a text message. And I said, pick up. He picked up. I didn't beat around the bush. I told him daddy died and he should go to the shop right now. I video called my mom. 
But my mom didn't pick up. My uncle did. And I said to my uncle, let me see him. My uncle asked me, are you sure? And I said, yes, let me see him. He lay down in the shop on his back with his hat on his head, a mask over his face. And in my mind, I said he was sleeping. I said to myself, he's sleeping because I cannot copulate. I cannot understand why he died. I said, that's it, uncle. That's all I wanted to see. My dad suffered from a heart attack. Everyone saw him that morning when he died. My friends did back in Jamaica. His friends did. My dad's friends did. But I didn't. I didn't see him alive that morning. I didn't. And all I can do is absorb what is happening right now. I cannot be there for my mom to comfort her because I'm 2,000 miles away. The only thing I have is a phone to communicate with the people down there. Well, that's something to be happy for. There's a few reasons why I'm doing this podcast. One, to tell people about my dad. Another reason, to let people know, to let the people who have lost someone know that they're not alone. And three, to all the listeners out there right now, take the time to cherish and love the people that are living with you right now. They might be miles away. Send them a text message saying, Hey, I am okay. I hope you are too. If they live close by, stop by. Buy something for them. Show them that you care. The part that keeps me grounded and keeps me what I think is saying is that I think that my dad is still sleeping. I think that my dad is at the shop and cannot come home. That's the part I have accepted. Also, when people ask me about my dad and how I feel about it, I can only twist and explain it to them as a person who has had their limb for years a limb, their leg, their arm for years and somehow it got taken off. For that person with that severed arm, mentally they feel it is there but physically it's not. That's the same thing for my dad. Mentally, and I end my podcast by saying this, mentally I think that my dad is there but physically He's not.